Hi, I'm David. And I'm Doug. And we are Beyond Hungry. Doug, what are you going to talk about today? Well, this is uh, this is an interesting episode. This is going to be the sort of finale for our season. Uh, it's going to kind of cap everything off. But also, I, I would say probably the big thing that happened is I actually got married uh, a few days ago. Yes. Um, which by the time this is aired, maybe maybe not a few days ago, maybe, maybe a month ago. But um, yeah, and so that was kind of an interesting experience. And you know, I know I, I kind of talked a little bit about you know preparations for the wedding and maybe a little bit about the menu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, expectations and reality, I think, are always like you know, a little bit different and it's, it's good to have a, another sort of person here who was there to kind of vouch for, or, you know, get, get your take on, on what happened there. Well, before we get to our, my take, um, did you get a chance to actually eat and enjoy? Cause a lot of things, you know, I think we talked about <laughs> is that, and I know you, you, you told me this at the wedding was you didn't realize that was reality that a lot of grooms or and brides barely get to like eat at the wedding. Yeah, yeah, and you know it's it's interesting, um, just just how different priorities are, like personal priorities are um, when it's your wedding day, and how that's mm-hmm. very very different from like your your normal every day. And so, like you know, I I think I went into the like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be starving. I'm gonna be so hungry. I'm gonna eat everything in sight. <laughs> And that just was not the case, um, you know, somewhat regretfully, but also like, you know, it's a trade off of, of, you know, do I want this or do I want this other thing? And you can't have everything, but you can take a little bit of, of, of bits and pieces here and there, which I think is still good. So, yes, it was great. Yeah, uh, it was fantastic. Um, <laughs> Thank you. The stations was a great idea. Yeah. Um, well, let's 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 go. Let's go back further, because I think uh, the sort of first celebration was actually like official it was like. You know, we have to have the rehearsal dinner, you know, where mm-hmm. our families uh, meet. Well, they, they didn't meet that night. Uh, they, they'd had dinner, um, you know, maybe like a month earlier. But, you know, the rehearsal dinner, which was just like family. So where was it? At? You had, had a location or yeah. catering? Like what was your process? So uh, honestly, like this is one of the things that we chose really early. And then like this is potentially the only thing that like kind of went off the rails a little bit mm-hmm. that we had to you know, scramble a little bit um, because we, we'd planned it so far ahead that we we're like, oh, we're just going to eat at this restaurant. And then um, and then what happened is we were just confirming a few details of the restaurant and um, they mentioned that they weren't going to wear masks uh, oh. or they couldn't guarantee that the servers would wear, wear masks. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of put us in an awkward position. Uh, and they didn't have a patio we could be out on, which would potentially make it safer. I mean, they do have one, but they, you know, most places that have a patio aren't going to that's not going to be their hosted, like, you know, reservation room, you know, their mm-hmm. party room. Um, and they, they're generally not willing to kind of like lock that down unless you happen to know them really, really, really well. And we don't. And so, uh, I actually had to move my, my rehearsal dinner to Bubba okay. uh, and ask them straight away, like, Hey, <laughs> like, you know, like, I think it was like two weeks before I was like, Hey, do you, do you, is your party room open for this date? And are you going to wear masks if, if you are? And they were like, oh, yes, we're open and we'll wear masks. And we're like, okay, great, let's do it. <laughs> and so, um, which is, you know, convenient in some other ways because Bubba is actually, um, it's, it's a wonderful restaurant and um, they do, you know, sort of Southern fare. Yeah. And um, and they're actually right below where I live. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's very <laughs> convenient. And, and uh, although Shelby and I do enjoy eating there, we do try to like not eat there (laughs) all the time (laughs) on really try to save it you know um for special occasions and things Mm -hmm. like that otherwise we'd be you know pretty bankrupt pretty fast um and so um 
yeah, so the rehearsal dinner ended up there, and that was. I, I, what was your rehearsal dinner like? What was my rehearsal dinner? Would, is that a thing that is committed to memory, or is that long gone now? Um, I'm trying to remember where it was. It was at Portillo's. Oh, what? Really? I believe it was. <laughs> Just because a lot of our friends never had it, and I think oh. it's also one of the easiest ways to like feed a lot of people. That's true. And they have yeah. some party I rooms. I see that. Um, it already has like a party atmosphere. Yeah, so. and they do pastas and stuff, and they oh, do yeah. catering. So it's okay. It was fairly easy. I believe that's what we did. What was that? What was that like? Is it just sort of like? Was it just like? Eh, we're just gonna get a big table, and then everyone orders something, or what? What were the like rules? And well, I was gonna ask you the same thing, but um, we'll get to yours. So. It was like a party room, table sit at, and you kind of get like more catering style. You have like, mm-hmm. you know, just a long, long table mm-hmm. to build your own like beef. Uh, if you want to oh. build your own hot dog. And then there's like the pasta option, like, you know, like a mastacholi with the cheese and, oh, nice. and stuff like that. And then you have someone that comes in and like cuts up like the chocolate cake. Oh, nice. Um, Wait, so, yeah. What is it like to build your own? Like literally, like you are building it yourself. Yeah, you get your hoagie and okay, like with it, your own hands. Your your yeah. Your, well, you have like your your hoagie, the hoagie is cut up, and uh-huh. you have a tray that's like the beef, like the meat. Uh-huh. Uh Then you get like the sweet peppers that are grilled, like cooked. Uh-huh. And then at the end is a like jardinera, but they also have a tray, like a little small tray with just the au jus, which you can dip nice. your dip your uh, <laughs> your beef in there. Which is I'm like that's like a good thought process. Like right. we're just gonna have a tray just with with this juice, so you can dip yeah. your, your uh, and um, I've never yeah. thought about that. I feel like that's something like regardless of having like Portillo's cater or anything like that. I feel like that's just something people should do. They should have a build your own Italian beef. Well, I believe they they do like the whole shipping thing. Like they have oh, a whole right, yeah. you can you can get it delivered to like out of state. They'll mm-hmm. f- send you like a brick or a thing of like the au jus for you to like unfreeze and oh, nice. warm up so you can have that experience. Lovely. Yeah, I bet that's on Gold Belly somewhere at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. So what about your process? Like, well, how was your, your bubble experience? So, I mean, you know, we were, uh, I remember when we first started looking for a rehearsal dinner spot, like there were just like lots of different options and they're like, oh, we can do like, you get to order everything for them and like you just order X amount of food or it's like, it's just like a regular restaurant and everyone just orders and you have to hit like a minimum. And so that's what we did. We were just like, people know how to order. I don't want to tell people what to order. I don't mm-hmm. want to like just do all pizzas, which would have been bad. Cause like Shelby and I were trying not to do dairy um, before the wedding, just to like make things easier, you know? Uh, and, and yeah. And so like, we, we were just like, let everyone order whatever they want. We'll just hit the minimum. Right. And mm-hmm. so we get everyone in there. Um, we kind of didn't calculate it very well because I was like, oh, there's like 18 people coming and uh, that means like to hit our minimum, we have to hit like X amount like and, and it'll be fine. And like people will order drinks or people will order wine and we'll get appetizers and, and maybe maybe people will do dessert or something like that. Yeah. Um, that did not happen uh, the way that I thought it would. Well, I mean, okay. So first of all, there were there were several children involved. Okay. And so, like, you know, they're not going to eat as much, and they're also not getting drinks. <laughs> yes. Maybe they want dessert, but like, uh, to be to be honest, like, they had just um, all the kids had been stuck in a car for like six to eight hours or something like that, and so like mm-hmm. they kind of needed time to like lie down, and they they just they were good for for like an hour and a half or so, and then like. They like they just needed to, to to get home and like have the comforts that they need, you know. Being in a restaurant is not fun. Like I, I you know, 
I remember when I was a kid, being in a restaurant was not my favorite thing. <laughs> um, it's just this weird place where you're not allowed to touch everything and people mm-hmm. yell at you all the time, which, I mean, no one was yelling at them, but, you know, it, it's rough on kids. And so, um, and yeah, they're not ordering drinks. They're not getting like a gigantic $35 entree or anything like that. So like, you know, they're not going to spend as much. And we just like didn't calculate that. And so um, our server was like very nice about... Um, trying to get us to order more. Mm -hmm. And I was also just, I think like I was a little frozen at the rehearsal dinner. Like I feel like I, I I don't know. It's just weird. I had a lot of anxiety, but like making sure that like people like connect well or like how will people react or how will people interact? And there were a lot of, I don't know, not necessarily expectations, but there were just things I was worried about. And so um, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're always kind of like, wondering. It's the first, was it the first time your family's ever like, like both families met each other? Not, not the exact first time, like our parents have met each other, but like bringing two families together, yeah. like full families together, you know, you, you don't know what sort of like volatile reactions there will be. Um, and so, you know, I, I think I was a little occupied with that, but Shelby was good about like, oh, you know what? Let's just order these things. Let's get these appetizers out there, which is fantastic. That's mm-hmm. exactly what she took kind of charge of that uh, and just got people going because I think people didn't really like know what to do. And mm-hmm. I don't know is someone needed to take charge and Shelby did that, thankfully. <laughs> so um, and then things kind of settled down a little bit. People were getting food um, and the server was very good about like, hey, like you know, like I ordered the steak. I, was, I wasn't going to order the steak. I was going to order something like healthier. And I was like, you know what? I need to hit this minimum. So <laughs> I ordered the steak. And she's like, would you like to add a skewer of shrimp on there? I was like, yes, throw that on. You should, like, just, you should have ordered like two, two pours of Peppy Van Winkle. Yeah. That they well, there. you know, I, I was considering it. Um, I, you know, that was, that was one of the things which we'll, we'll, we'll continue to hit on for the rest of the night, which is just sort of like, I really was like trying to figure out how to pace myself like, well, uh-huh. you know, this, this dance between like building up a tolerance gradually, but also like not getting like wasted too early or anything like that. And so, um, you know, dinner's starting to kind of end and like, which is like you you haven't you haven't hit it you're 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 nowhere near and i was like oh my god i'm so sorry she's like look we can i don't want to just charge you for the rest of it like so like let's let's figure out what else we can do and like by the time by the time that had happened the kids had already gone so that they you know we couldn't rely on them for dessert people just weren't ready to drink especially where there are like parents there and things like that and you know i mean everyone's just a little bit on edge and so Mm um so like couldn't couldn't just like order a round of whiskeys for everyone uh and she was like look why don't you just order some bottles of wine i was like okay here we go so like i get the wine list uh, my oldest brother michael uh i remember he he was actually quite into wine for a long time like mm-hmm. he went to cornell and did i think they're like they're like famous wine class. i don't know if it's famous but he did like they're like hotel school so they have some like okay. wine classes and things like that that i remember he took and so i was like hey help me pick up some bottles and i was i mean mostly i was just like going online like that's expensive that's expensive that sounds fun i've heard of that thing and it's also expensive and so i ended up walking away from that dinner with you know, I mean, I paid for it, but it's just like some 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 nicer than usual bottles than what usually goes on in my like wine rack cabinet mm-hmm. thing. You know, I'm, I'm more of a 10 to 20 dollar per bottle wine person. And, 
these are more like $40 wines and one like $120 wine. So yeah, I'm and I'm like, sure that just also draws a mark up. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure some of it's like a little, you know, a, a little ridiculous, you know, priced out a little bit ridiculously, but like, you know, whatever. I wanted to hit the minimum. We did that. So I have some mm-hmm. nice wine now that, you know, I'll do my best to appreciate. <laughs> but, um, you know, once again, thankfully, because, you know, we just lived upstairs, we had kind of planned to have like drinks up on our patio. I, I think part of the stress was also just like we weren't sure where that was going to happen because like mm. it said it was going to rain. Like every single weather report was like, yeah, it's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. And if it was going to rain, we were just going to send everyone to the hotel. It didn't rain. So we finally got to bring people up. Um, and then things, you know, calmed down a little bit. People had gotten enough of a chance to kind of um, get to know each other. Shelby's friends and my friends started coming in uh, and my brothers came up. Um, uh, Shelby's Shelby's brothers unfortunately had to go home because they had, you know, kids. Mm-hmm. And so we all kind of hung out on the patio. We had some drinks. Um, just once again, got to kind of see different groups of people interact in, yeah. in a way that like normally doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. This is where, David, you you got to bust out all of your liquor knowledge, especially your whiskey knowledge. Was it that? Was it then or was it? Oh, was that your wedding, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did it both. It's it's a good skill to have. I feel like it it's I feel like equivalent to like playing golf or, <laughs> or being into sports is I know a lot about whiskey. <laughs> uh, I feel like it, it crosses barriers really well. And so like I think you and my oldest brother, Michael, got into conversations about about whiskey and and. Um, I, and I waited until you got there to open up a random, just weird bottle that I had found, um, which is, uh, what's it called Westland, Westland yes. American, you know, something oat, uh, American whiskey. single malt whiskey. Yes. So we have the bottle here. Um, it's actually what we're drinking now. So, um, yeah, yeah so Doug, Doug messaged me. He's like, Hey, I found this. Have you heard much? I'm like, well, I've heard about American single malts and some of the the craft more like newer distilleries are, you know, mm-hmm. experimenting a little bit more with, with single malts and trying to see what the scotch, you know, like kind of the scotch distillers are doing and scotch distilleries are, you know, experimenting with multi-grade kind of the American style, mm-hmm. different mash bills. Um, but yeah, so I was like kind of curious. So we popped it open and came over after your reception dinner and met some people, but also like, it's also a good way to uh, talk to people that way you're not pressured to, try to have that conversation during the wedding. Right. But, uh, but yeah, so that's what we're drinking right now. So, uh, Doug, what do you think about this? Like, have you like as a more whisk, newer whiskey guy, like what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I just say like, I think it's in general, like very, very pleasant. It's very drinkable. It's not overly harsh, which I know was like super vague, but like it doesn't, you know, it's not cheap. It doesn't Mm -hmm. taste cheap. It's not overly acrid. It's not making me gag at all. The burn is, you know, relatively like nice and smooth. It goes down easily. It's fairly even. And I think like the most characteristic thing to me, um, once again, because I don't drink a lot of whiskey, so I can't dial in like whether how sweet is this is versus, you know, how anything this is. But I think the the characteristic thing to me is like it felt the flavor of it felt it feels very airy and that like it reminds me of of something like of of like. I think it was wafers in mm. that it has this like air crisped tiny bubbles, like kind of flavor of it, like almost, almost artificial or what did you say? Did you say like marshmallow toasted marshmallow? I was like toasted like, like honey and toasted marshmallow, something light. Yeah. It, it doesn't have like, 
that super like velvety thick. Oh yeah, no, it's thick not feeling, and it's, it's, it's yeah, and it's not overpowering. So I think when when things it, it tastes like a scotch, uh, but a lot of people like they confuse it with scotch. Like there's no peatiness, right? It's very, right. it's very malty. Very. Um, yeah. Have you ever tasted like barley? Like before they threw it in beer, like no. ye- like yeast, kind of like that yeasty, like I've had bre- barley tea. <laughs> no, but like but, but, but yeah. like you know when you drink like when you like smell beer like that bready right like yeah. breadiness. And I think that's where you get the wafer from. Yeah, and I and I thought that was just very interesting. Is like you know here's this nice scotch and like wafer is the first thing, but like or even toast and marshmallow. These are not like the words people use to describe fancy luxury things, <laughs> but well, like but I like it. There's something very like I don't know. Um, I don't know. There's, there's something like it, it hits a part of my memory that is like somewhat enjoyable and yeah, like honestly, like it, it it's pretty easy drinking, which I like. And, it, and, and like I said, like that's the most characteristic thing about it is it's toasted marshmallow. And I think toasted marshmallow, I think really hits it on the head. There is a mm-hmm. toastiness to it. There is a slight, not burned sugar, but toasted sugar. Yeah. And then once again, that lightness. Almost that, like a graham cracker. Yeah. There's something very not effervescent but it just it just floats away it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't you know stick to you um and there's something super interesting that i hadn't tasted a whiskey that does that before there's some whiskeys that do stick with you like the the finish lingers mm-hmm. and it depends on the, on the person some people enjoy yeah. it that it lingers but there's some some that lingers that there's a taste that you know either it's bitter or oaky yeah. or some linger with some sweetness that stays yeah. and it just keeps opening up i mean i think i was just mostly happy that it was it to me was distinctive mm-hmm. uh and and that i that i didn't mind drinking it that i, I quite liked it so i also think that um, like it was on a rooftop ambiance yeah, night yeah, outside you know. <laughs> a little chilly yeah. it's like oh this is this is great yeah now i mean i look i there i'm not saying this is the best whiskey in the world or the best single model well, it's definitely not but like you know for what it was i was pretty happy with it no it's it's good it's not like one that you drink, you're like, all right, well, that's going to go in a cocktail or. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some that I've opened up that I was like, I'm sure maybe there's like a, there's a, but yeah, no, I do sort of feel like it's characteristic enough that like, this is probably best enjoyed, like sipped in a glass, Mm -hmm. a little bit of water or a piece of ice or something. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a new experience. It's nice. Um, my first time having an American single malt. Yeah. You know, I taste a lot of scotch, so I was like, "Oh, this is this is very pleasant." Yeah, so I, I'm so I'm 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 so confused because I remember you know back in my college days, like didn't know anything about whiskey or scotch, but just knew that scotch was fancy and would would you know try to drink it whenever I could, just to like educate myself and you know get drunk. But um, but I remember it being like. And I think we talked about this with one of my friends, but like back in the day, Johnny Walker Blue was like the creme de la creme of scotches. And and like and to be fair, like back then, like the you know, single malt was starting to gain, you know, you started hearing that thrown around a lot in when people talked about scotch. Mm -hmm. And that was and you know, I tried some and it was not, you know, once again, I'd I'd been hit with a lot of like PD stuff and I was like, eh, it's not for me. I'll take the blends. Thank you very much. (laughs) But like that was like the 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 top was was Johnny Walker Blue. And you know, it if even back then, 10, 15 years ago, you know, single malts were starting to become all the rage and have been all the rage for a while now. How come America doesn't have more single malts? <laughs> well, uh, what have we been doing this entire time? <laughs> let me see. Let me see if my memory does justice. This is like, this is a huge deep dive, and yeah. 
I wish I would have done more research for this, for, the, for this episode, but from my graphs of some of the documentaries like Scotch or Neat, where they talk about like the, the heads of like Glen Morangi or the Dalmore and Luke Lodic, they talk about single monks are slowly rising in the U S but the Asian market is where it's huge. Oh, really? Malls. Yeah. So when you know about Johnny Walker blue label is mm-hmm. because the American, um, or so that the Western countries are really big into the blends. Mm-hmm. Like, so that gets Still? advertised. It's slowly changing. Oh, it's, it's slowly changing. I felt like I I saw that change happening a long time ago, and we still haven't fully flipped over. That's interesting. We have more options now, but if you look at like the top, um, some of the top purchased liquors, still you still get Johnny Walker Red Label, which yeah, it's one that, of the number that's one. A, sold. That's a mixing. That's for drinks. That, that's, that's for cocktails. That's, yeah, the Black Label, which is literally oh. like five dollars more. Really great. great. That's the other one. Fantastic. Uh, Monkey Shoulder has won a bunch of awards. And mm-hmm. now you can buy those in like 1.75 liters at like mm-hmm. your no- local grocery store. So most of those options are still the blends. And now the, some of the markets are slowly getting into more of the single malts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And a lot of like people like to push the PD stuff because that's a distinct. It's kind of like a cult. And the yeah. People trying to convert people to like that. And yeah. so a lot of people people's first experiences is that but there was a huge boom and i think we talked about it a lot of documentaries came out yeah you know and you have the bourbon boom right now going on which is very yes. very difficult yeah uh i'm a huge bourbon drinker so it's very hard to find some of the whiskey that i love yeah <laughs> but but you get to learn more just because you're trying to find something that's just as good yeah but no one really knows about it yet but yeah so single malts i mean have you tried any other ones besides the PD ones, besides the ones I've explored to you? Or Yeah, I mean, there was, I, for, I forget, I'm trying to remember what you you gave me at Delilah's. Um, was it a Port of Charlotte? Yeah, that was an, that was a, that was a that's an Ilo one. So yeah. that's more of the PD-ness. Yeah, and, and I think, honestly, like, my initial aversion to PD scotches was probably, I just wasn't prepared. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think I've learned a lot more or, or experienced a lot of new flavors since then. Yeah. And so, like, I think it's probably less aggressive to me than than it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. But I think I think it was Lefroy or I don't know how to say it. So I apologize to anyone who knows how it's said. But it um, always blows my mind when you look at like the the taste, the flavor notes. And it's like iodine, yeah. burnt, burnt band-aids. Like, yeah, it's like very like, do you is that enjoyable? Well, I've gotten to a point where like I've worked my way to that, like at yeah. a tasting and I semi enjoy it. Yeah, but yeah, it's. It, I, I imagine it depends on what the other flavors are in there. Yeah, like you know. Yeah, but also got I, used to drinking Malort, so yeah. <laughs> My that's taste true Malort. You've, yeah, if, if that hasn't uh, burnt out your taste buds, then. <laughs> but yeah, you know. Um, so I mean, the the rehearsal dinner was quite enjoyable. Like, once again, it, it was nice to sit and have a drink with everybody. Um, and once again, I I really paced myself, and at the end, I think is when, um it started getting a little bit out of hand for me. I got a little bit drunk. Um, and then, you know, the evening ended and then we kind of had to like kick everyone out. And then, you know, we had to go to the hotel and so mm-hmm. like, you know, for, but I think I played it well. I think getting a little bit drunk that way that night made me more cautious the next day, you know, the really? day that actually matters the most. How, so how much did you have to drink? I, I, you know, not that much. Cause I couldn't I mean, tell. Yeah. So I mean, not that much in terms of like, I, I think once again, like I think, for me, and I, I know for lots of people, like I, my tolerance is down. Like I used to be able to to put away a lot 
uh, a lot more drinks than that I than I can now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I think you know, I'd I'd had maybe like a I'd had a cocktail at dinner, and that was the only thing. Maybe like a can of beer, and then a couple of you know light pours of of whiskey, and I I think I made myself like a like a, a highball cocktail, okay. and so like all in all maybe like four drinks that night but like that's how like lightweight i am these days <laughs> is like you know and and shelby and i've been trying to like you know drink a little bit more to kind of get our tolerance back but like you know it, it hadn't quite bounced fully back mm-hmm. and so like you know four drinks would, would kind of put me out and so yeah so we, we were thankfully both more cautious the next day okay and, you know we had some like hangover like cures Whoa. who knows if they work i think i think the one that i had like works pretty well what's your hangover cure um so it, they're these and once again this could be complete crap yeah <laughs> i know i'm not, not doctors but i gotta advertise <laughs> these pills that are like they're 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 supposed to provide some like chemical that helps your liver like process a lot of the things that cause hangovers because like there's just like no getting around it like you can't you can't not get it but you can get through it faster and so um i think they're called cheers so um and so you know generally you just like after your last drink you take a few of these pills obviously drink water and then like hopefully you'll feel better in the morning got it okay honestly i think i think it worked for me once again i'm it could be psychosomatic. I fully accept that as, as a potential thing. If someone wants to call me out, be like, no, nope, that's crap. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. do anything. You've got snake oil. <laughs> um, I'm perfectly willing to accept that. <laughs> but you know what? Like, you know, I'm doing what I can here. So, um, I, so I'm not like endorsing it. You know, I'm just saying like, you know, maybe it worked. I'm not sure. <laughs> that would have been a perfect day to get you menudo, right? Like, right. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> And so, so yeah, you know, and then we had like went over to the hotel and then like went to sleep and then, you know, the big day itself. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, and, and that day, like once again, like people are, I don't know, it, it, it was strange. Thankfully, like not too many drinks were getting like shoved in my face. Uh, and, and honestly, there was like less time than I thought I would have. So like we had breakfast kind of late because we wanted to like sleep in a little bit and then like just have some space. And then after that, um, I had some friends who were coming in that day out of town and so met them in the lobby and had a nice chat with them um, to kind of like catch up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I basically had to go change and then it's just photographs <laughs> for photographs like three hours or like two hours or whatever it was. And then ceremony and then like all that's happening. And I think I, I think the only thing that happened is like we got like a glass of wine to share uh, just before just before the ceremony. And then uh, and then in, after the ceremony, everyone like um left to go to the cocktail hour and yeah. our, our wedding planner anthony was was very was very thoughtful and very gracious has done this like a gazillion times like immediately brought us over like uh cocktails i think they were french 75s mm. uh like champagne gin lemon juice okay know, something something pretty easy um and then the cocktail hour which um i don't know how the beginning of it went but <laughs> you were i mean when you got there we just kind of started Okay, so you're, I wasn't sure how like, quickly it got everything. Uh, like Megan and Laura were just grabbed the ski and they uh-huh. sat down, and I just grabbed yeah. my first drink from the bar. Yeah, and I sat down as soon as I sat down. You guys came in, right. so it was, 
And I think they were serving appetite. They were serving little hors d'oeuvres. I think they were like pickled green beans wrapped in smoked pork loin, right? Yes, that was great. How were they? Were they good? Okay. Uh, those nice. were great. And then the the deviled eggs with a little twist. Oh. Yes. Uh, deviled eggs with, um, with smoked salmon in the like deviled egg part and then topped with like salmon. Caviar. Rum. Yeah. yeah. Ikura. Um, and then uh, below it, like on the tray was like that, like everything bagel seasoning looking like mm, looking stuff that nice. so when you picked it up it was just at the bottom right like lightly coated at the eggshell like the egg yeah egg white it was great yeah yeah I, I i think we um we were strangely like not hungry at all we were just like too too busy like too, busy, too distracted yeah. like yeah our mind wasn't on the food yet and so like and then I, I think the funny part that happened was like we had two cocktails out there. We had the French 75 and then we had something called the Passion Pit, which is just from the the hotel, the Mulberry Street Tavern. Um, sorry. We got married at the Surety Hotel, which is like a, a new-ish hotel in mm-hmm. Des Moines. It's very nice. Uh, love the place. Um, and then the restaurant there is the Mulberry Street Tavern. So the Passion Pit is on um, their sort of hotel bar menu. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is one of their non-alcoholic drinks. And so I'm like, okay, let's have an alcoholic drink. And I know there are tons of people who are like, you know, either pregnant or, or have kids or like, or they just don't let them, you know, they don't drink like that anymore. And so like, let's have a non-alcoholic option. We're like, let's do that. Uh, I don't remember all that's in it. I just remember one of the weird things that was in there was like, it has a, like a bit of a hint of black pepper in there. Um, lo and behold, once we started talking to people, like that was the thing that ran out first. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even get one of those. <laughs> people were like, we were, yes, people I were, have. people were asking, yeah, and they're like, oh, we're out of that. I'm like, obviously, they're breaking off because I asked, I, like, yeah, I, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know why we ran out of it. I was sort of like, I, I just sort of thought like it's fancy. People love champagne. No, they wanted the cocktail, and there were people who were like, there were there were two pins. They were like, there's no alcohol in this, and it's like. Yes, that is our non-alcoholic cocktail. And there was like, oh my God, I drank so many of those. I'm going to be wasted later. <laughs> it's like, no, there's no alcohol. Yeah, they didn't tell people it was not alcoholic. <laughs> they, because I got to the table, like, you know, like they brought it to the table. Yeah. So Meg and Laura had it and they were like, it's delicious. So they didn't say that it had, didn't have alcohol. They're yeah. like, I'm like, so I asked it's for just it. Just a cocktail. Like, no. I think it was probably just prettiest. Like the French 75, to be fair, unless it's like super garnished, it's like, it's it's beige you know it looks like champagne with stuff in it um but i think the passion pit like is colorful but i also think like at weddings uh personally you normally only drink champagne like for like the toasts and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so a lot of people are like really heavily champagne drinkers yeah so i think because like some of the waitresses were like please take some right now yeah you know, it, it, it was very strange that is not how we thought it was gonna go i mean it was fine like i and i think at that point like, I think it was nice about sort of the rehearsal dinner and like mm-hmm. the kind of like party that we had afterwards is like, I think what helped me with that and why I think it's necessary is not so much like the families meeting and getting together. Like, it's not about them. I think for, for me, it was definitely about like, I need to let go of any sort of like expectations I have about how this is going to go mm-hmm. and like, just let go of any semblance of control. Cause I don't yeah. have any control. Yeah. Don't have control. I don't know why I'm pretending I do or why I'm like, I don't know. And and, and I think that was like helpful for me to mm-hmm. like make everything that happened later like much, 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 much easier. Did you feel like pressure to make sure like everyone was having a good time or like make sure everyone had something to eat or something to? Yeah. I mean, I think 
at the rehearsal dinner I was. And I think that was one of the things that was occupying my mind. It's like, I just want everyone to get along and have fun. And then like, you know, once again, like I just kind of like didn't do a lot and then things happened and I was like, Oh, it's okay. I don't, I don't know why I'm worried. (laughs) I don't know why I thought that I had to like orchestrate anything or do anything. And so, and once again, like what by the, that was, that was great to realize. And then by the time the wedding hit, I was like, I have no illusions over control. Like, you know, I am, things are going to happen. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. People are going to take care of themselves. They're going to eat. They're going to drink. A so lot back- of non-alcoholic cocktails and not no. <laughs> the, the other thing about like your like your drinks, you had like a beer, right? That was canned. That yeah. Shelby wanted or like, yeah. So what? Which one was that? So we did a Confluence, uh, which is a local brewery. So we did uh, two local beers, maybe maybe three. Sorry, there was a Des Moines, the Des Moines IPA from Confluence Brewery, mm-hmm. and then there was their uh, South Side Citra Hop, also from Confluence, and then. Uh, one new entry from uh, from Kinship, uh, which is a, a brewery, and and uh, me and some of my friends are, are friends with the the head brewer there uh, over at Kinship, and so you know I thought it'd be nice to have one of their beers, and and they they're on um, way west 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 mm-hmm. Des Moines uh, in a beautiful facility that I think opened up last year um, or maybe early twenty twenty one, and uh, they do. They're one of like the breweries that's doing a lot of like what do they call them like session ales or just like low ABV, which I think is the trend now, mm-hmm. um, which is a trend I, I welcome. Like I would like to drink more. I would like to not be you know shit faced the entire time. Uh, I like the low ABV <laughs> you know movement. I think that's fine. Uh, and so they have a lot of uh, great beers there that are. Um, that you know they're really easy drinking. What's the term? Like they're crushable, um, but like there's nothing wrong with that. That's great. Yeah. Something being crushable is fantastic. No one oh, should look great. down with that. It's it's sometimes what you want to do is toss back a lot of beers, and they they make those beers very well. And so mm-hmm. we had uh, I think they're a pilsner from them. Yeah. And so in cans. Yeah, it was it was good. Definitely would put it in the category of crushable. Yeah. So wait, what did you drink then? I drank. Uh, let's see. Started off with, I always do like a, <laughs> it's not like an alcoholic, <laughs> but I always do like a quick layout of like my options. Yeah. Um, so yeah like, you know, your, your doers or, I think that's how you pronounce it. Doers, yeah. Doers. Uh, but then you had Wild Turkey, mm. 84. So I was like, I know Wild Turkey is pretty, really good. So went with that and pretty much stuck to that the whole, most of the night. Okay. Did have the kin- kinship because... Never had it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, you guys asked for it to be canned for the wedding. So I was like, I have to try this, which is really good. And then had some tequila. You're a part of that. Mm. Um, well, well, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. So like past the cocktail hour then, then we get to like the, the actual like reception, like dinner part. So then we had, I'm trying to think, uh, we, we had four stations and then like one one thing being like passed out so the four stations where there was a raw bar yep with oysters raw oysters there was a uh, salmon in like leche del tigre leche del tigre which i think yes. is like a peruvian thing it's like a slightly mm-hmm. spicy it's kind of like a ceviche i guess but different mm-hmm. um they had one with halibut as well yep and then they had king crab Yes, I think a crab salad too. Oh yes, and then they had a king crab salad that, yeah. that you could get as well. And so, like, that's the first station that I hit. Um, and I was right behind you. Yeah, that one. right. And so I just <laughs> grabbed like one of everything, and then like sat down because they were just like, 
you need to eat or you're mm-hmm. going to forget. And I was like, okay, fine. Let's, let's go to like the fancy most expensive station there. Um, so you were there as well. What did you think of everything? I was, you know, trying to be polite and I did hold myself back. So I got like a little bit of oysters, a little yeah. bit of this, a little sample of that, um, and sat down and then get, there was any utensils at the table or at that one. So I got up to go to the warm uh, station that mm. you had like the pork tenderloin sliders. Oh, nice. The ratatouille sliders. Yes. Uh, and was that the prime rib or? Yeah, it was It was like a, uh, a, a rib roast. Rib roast. Yeah. Uh, with like the. There's a DeBurgo sauce and a horseradish sauce. Yes. And then a potato. I'm going to get this wrong. I think it's like a triflet. <laughs> I think that's the wrong name. Yeah, it was like a layered potato. Yeah. Like not crisp, like kind of not mashed potatoes, but. It was like a like, gratin, yeah. but instead of cream, I'm sure there was some cream in there, but they used like a blue cheese. Did it have a blue cheese? Yeah, oh, it, it's like a blue-ish cheese, which is where that kind of like strong like flavor came from. Okay. So it's like, instead of it just being like rich and potato-y, it was rich potato-y with a little bit of sharpness to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I got that. So now I'm sitting there and then I tell my, my wife went to the salad station. And you had like, you know, like wedge salad option mm-hmm. and there was this other salad option. Yeah. So I'm sitting down at the table with three plates and everyone has their one first plate. <laughs> um, you did it right. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm trying to have my, have my raw bar plate, ate that first, you know, mm-hmm. seafood, raw, raw stuff, don't want to go bad. Then my salad. And then, man, that never had ratatouille. I was this I want to make because of the the movie. But man, that side was delicious. Yeah, and the lady carving up the the rib roast mm-hmm. was giving out giant pieces. Yeah. So that is that is uh, that is the chef, the the head chef at the hotels. That's his wife, actually. Okay. Um, he, he told us that she was going to be helping out for the dinner service that night. She was hooking so. it up. She was, she yeah. made she made <laughs> sure people were getting getting to eat. She probably realized like this rib roast is probably more than to feed the people yeah. here. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, and it was then, good. It was it was beautifully pink and red on the inside just juice everywhere giant pieces of fat throughout it it was great super moist tender wasn't like chewy uh which tends to happen at some places where like you're just like chewing you're like oh i was gonna be but it was it was so flavorful very tender good piece Um, of meat right sliders are phenomenal yeah and then i just went back to the raw bar because i like to take advantage of this Mm -hmm. yeah definitely and uh, <laughs> I got caught with your brother, talking to your brother. Nice. And it was like the biggest tease for me. I'm like, I'm trying to get a plate, but we're just making conversation. Nope, it was a great just, conversation. I was like, I want to keep this going. You just, you just, you just you know, shoot one before, <laughs> you know, in between responses. <laughs> I So I, I will have to say, like, I think this is maybe the mistake that I made is like, I, I wasn't thinking about like my drink and like food options. And honestly, like, I think what I should have done is only thing right. I wish I'd grabbed more oysters from the raw bar. And then I wish I'd, instead of like, I think we just ended up getting beer, but I should have just been like, can I get a martini? Because I feel like to me, that's like, that's a good combination. Mm-hmm. So oysters and martini, just raw bar and martini are like perfect for me. Even a martini with a steak, like that would have been fine. I probably should have gotten one. I didn't think of it at the time because just there's so many things happening. Oh, yes. And so. Um, and then also as a groom, like you have to, the fact that you have to walk to a station, you're going to get oh, stopped. Yeah. You're going to hit traffic on the way. So yeah. you're you're gonna tend to get sidetracked. Yeah. No, and we, we do, which is fine. Like that's that's kind of part of it. And I, and I think once again, so to finally like come back to that conversation of like, 
how my priorities were not because of the day that it is mm-hmm. and the people that are there. My priorities were not normal. Normally I'd be like, I'm going to eat everything that I yes, can get here. Right. And then like, you know, cause I've been to weddings and like, that's, it's like, I'm going to drink what I can drink. I'm going to eat what I can eat. But here, like I know most of the people there and I haven't seen many of them in a long time. Yeah. And so like just, my priorities got shifted very, very strangely in a way that I'm not used to, which is like, I need to go talk to everybody. I need to go see them and, and catch up and, and just, you know, and that was number one. And so food became food and drink became very like secondary mm-hmm. tertiary at that point. And so, um, I don't know. It's, it's sort of <laughs> I gotta see, like, I, I wanted to sort of be like, what, what's the like the Tom Sawyer thing where he like fakes his death and like watches his own funeral. Mm-hmm. I would like to go to my own wedding as a guest. <laughs> <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the thing that I prioritized, which was like seeing a lot of people and getting to talk with them and then also seeing how they intersect in strange ways. Um, you know, that was I got to do that and that was very valuable. Yeah. And that's very important. I think, I mean, you're inviting these people for a reason to be a part of the ceremony and celebration. And you know, if, if everyone loved the food or or people picked out something that they really liked, fantastic. Um, you know, I, I think the crab went, it was gone. Oh, that was, that was gone (laughs) instantly. Uh, the oysters somewhat predictably, you know, there were a couple left at the end of the night. Uh, people were a little more wary about that. Mm. And I think this, the crab King crab salad also went out pretty quickly. Um, which is nice to see. Uh, I, I heard Shelby's brother loved the little pork tenderloin, uh, sliders, which were, those were actually, uh, I think, what do they call them? They were, they were basically, um, tonkatsu, uh, but okay. like in a slider form because like it's a it's a pork tenderloin <laughs> like but but with like you know panko and things like that mm-hmm. and with like a, a Japanese barbecue sauce that's like more like apple like it's like a bull sauce or a, it's you know has a tonkatsu like apple base I think is what it usually is um, and so like I'm I'm glad people really liked it I'm glad the ratatouille like I was just like vegetarians please I want to give you something that you can eat um, and so <laughs> yeah. And then and then dessert, um, yeah, yeah, like the cupcakes, the cupcakes, and from then the yeah. milk bar cookies. Yes, the milk bar cookies. I mean, I you know they were more of like a favor for people to grab on their their way out, but mm-hmm. you know that's just something that that Shelby and I had wanted to do for a long time. It's like let's have milk bar cookies. We we were supposed to we wanted to get a milk bar cake, but just because the pandemic that didn't end up working out mm-hmm. really um but we we were very happy we got the the cookies and and honestly like and we were we were pushing the cookies and people like hey take take a like stuff your purse <laughs> like we we ordered too many <laughs> and and yeah but you know when we got there the next morning like all but a handful of cookies were left uh and they were all like gluten-free uh which those gluten-free ones i i don't know if people know this but they are good they're better than the non-gluten-free ones. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a little surprised that like I, those are they're actually quite good. Uh, and yeah, I, I think you could argue that they're better than the other ones. Yeah, um, well, like me, like personally, but also they they don't have the texture that you would think a gluten-free. Mm-hmm. I think the, the whole like it's really done really well. Yeah, yeah, they they did a fantastic job with them. So I'm happy that like they're out there and I'm also happy that I have a few in my freezer now. So yeah, I was also the guy putting drinks in your hand. Yeah. I yes, realized yes, yes. I became that person. Yeah. So like I, I had, uh, I, I can't remember I, after I think the dance and like cake cutting, whatever I had sort of 
you know, gone outside to, to grab some air and then just like ended up spending most of the night out there because I just kept on running into people. And, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, and I'd gotten a drink, I'd gotten a doers on the rocks, you know, just like, I need like an actual drink and like, you know, just pick that. Cause I was like, eh, scotch might as well. It's not the best scotch in the world. It's fine. Um, but I didn't want a beer. Um, I didn't want anything too filling. And then, you know, I was talking to people and you came out with, um, you, you gave me a choice. You gave me doers in the rocks or you said, or wild Turkey with a single ice cube, which yeah. is like, okay. Like I haven't had wild Turkey in a long time. Single ice cube. Th- that was sort of tipping your hand a little bit there. David. But, <laughs> but like I picked it up and yeah, it was really good. It was, it was better than definitely better than the doers. <laughs> and so I, uh, yeah, I think I ended up having two more of those at least that night. Um, you know, just talking with people. I, it was, that was fantastic. I don't know why I haven't been buying more wild turkey. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, I did. The, so the reason for my one ice here, let me yeah. elaborate why. It was like, it was really hot. It was pretty hot outside. Yeah. Uh, I was drinking my first first ones neat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need something a little bit more refreshing. Yeah. But I tried to like not drink too much, like not have enough, like a lot of sugars. I want to mix it with like pops or anything like right. additives. So I was like, oh, but also want to, watch myself right so i don't want to be pounding them so if i order on the rocks it's going to melt water it down right and then you're like oh, i'm not going to drink it and go to waste so then i was like i'll do one ice cube and the bartender looked at me weird and i was like just one ice cube please and they're like one and they're like yes and they're like fine and it just made it cold enough oh yeah to be like enjoyable and yeah. then like as you sip it more of the sweetness came through yeah. less of the burn yeah, I, I was the the weather was always threatened to be like a little too hot that mm-hmm. day. Like we'd picked a fall wedding date because we didn't want it to be super, super hot. And yeah. then like the week before the wedding, they were just like, it's gonna be in the nineties. And we we're like, no. Thankfully, eighties, mid eighties mm-hmm. is where it finally ended up and no rain, which was great. And yeah, and you know, wild turkey single ice cube, that 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 worked out really nicely. It was refreshing. It was flavorful. Um, and yeah, no, that, that, that was nice. That kind of got me through uh, the rest of the night. And then I think, um, I mean, from there, I, I all I remember is like, I was talking to some people. I was talking to um, some like uh, Shelby's uh, cousins. Uh, and, and then I see you walking out with just, was it just you or did you have help? You just walked out with a bunch of wine glasses full of uh, Blanco tequila. Uh, I had the bartender behind me. Oh, you're the bartender. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was about to yeah, like, so. I don't think you were able to carry that many by no. yourself. So the bartender behind you, what, I don't even know what kind of tequila that was. What was the Espelone? Uh, I think it was the only option. It was like the Espelone oh, yeah. Blanco, which is really good. Which is, yeah, honestly, that was really good. That was like, really good. I don't know. I, I should buy that more. Um, um, but it was weird because I had a conversation and it was like early in the night and early in the day in a wedding where they talked about like, oh, would they, would they do like a shot or something? Mm-hmm. And then someone brought it up, and then me being me, I just started asking people like tequila, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, get Doug one, and I'm like, yeah. all right, we're just gonna, we're, I'm just gonna go yeah. and give him a number. Yeah, there was just a like, table forming like behind me with the conversation I was having, and then, and then I saw you, yeah, <laughs> there with a bunch of of wine glasses of tequila, and so I ended up moving over there, and then I think, yeah, and then from there after the tequila, it was. I had to take um, a shot with with Shelby and her brother, uh, and 
they they wanted to you know pay homage to, to to one of their bars and do like a washington apple but they didn't have any apple schnapps or mm. or apple or a crown apple and so i was just like oh we're in iowa we'll do templeton hey which is which is you know pretty it's, it's been a long time since i've had templeton rye um mm-hmm. and so yeah it was it was pretty good i think a lot of people forget that it's a rye so people yeah. was like oh it's not as smooth as this bourbon, I was like, well, it's two different. Yeah, no, it's, it's two it's, different it's, things. Yeah, it's a it's a very different thing. Rise are, are are a little different, but um, but yeah, so it, it kind of so overall, um, the most important thing is you had fun. Yeah, you enjoyed it. Builds memories. Had a conversation. Had good drinks. Good food. And that's what matters. Yeah, I I think the the way that I tried to describe it was just sort of that like. It's a lot like that scene in Interstellar where like, you know, the fourth dimensional like area where you have like time and space like kind of projecting across different axes. It felt a lot like that because like the people that are there are especially like the people that I know are like from different like points of my life and different areas like geographically and so i'm like, glad you brought this up they don't, because they, like they don't exist <laughs> let, normally together. oh man so we have a discussion like <laughs> only a dog's wedding where <laughs> you meet people from like complete like he's like completely different backgrounds yeah. and you're like it's uh, like if you think about early weddings or early parties like you can kind of say the majority of the group is yeah. going to be like the, almost the same personality type like yeah. either the same background or Mm -hmm. like career they went to college or like fraternity or like friend group friends um oh they're the engineering majors and they're the finance majors and they're the marketing majors and like you know you have your extroverts introverts everyone's into sports or like that but you had like different like demographics different age groups like you had like different careers and different personalities and it was it was a mix it was like i was like wow like i've had complete conversations with different people that I was like, you do what like in Oregon and learning different things. And Mm -hmm. it was very much a wedding where like you were in conversation and you had a deep conversation with people. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, wow, like let's learn more. And it was like, you can just hop onto it. It was like, it wasn't even surface level conversations. Mm -hmm. It was very like deep dive into people's like lives and people Mm -hmm. really open, which was really different. Like I got like, I felt like I walked away with friends <laughs> that's good that's good that's 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 the best i could have hoped for i mean it, it was strange just like on the few occasions where i would just like stop and just sort of scan the room like i i would see people having convert like work conversations they don't work together but yeah. they i didn't know that they had certain specialties in their field that like intersected that they had a lot of common ground with and these people would have i don't like i said in no way ever meet each other because geographically they're in very different places and mm-hmm. like i'm this weird common connection or shelby's this one common connection between them and it just like i don't know it's very strange to see that and it's very like it kind of i don't know just makes the world feel very big and small at the same time mm-hmm. you know um and so that was that was like i said the very odd experience to it's it's almost like seeing your life flash before your eyes but it's a party and you're not dying <laughs> but also like we got to uh i got to like learn about you because you know i had sat at the table with your roommate in new york and oh yeah 
um, got to talk to the like the guy that you grew up with across the street. So yeah. it was like I got to like learn different perspectives of mm-hmm. your life. So it's kind of like it is like a, like your life was flesh before, before as, which yeah. is really weird. Is the weirdest thing in the world, and is and and to be honest, it is not. That is not the feeling that I would have expected coming out of it. That is not the insight I would have yeah. take, taken from that experience. You know, I was not predicting any of that to happen, uh, to feel that way. And so, so you attended your own funeral. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Without the speeches. Maybe, but. maybe that's what it was. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, and I think that's, that's, that's what I kind of came from is just this very bizarre, you know, once again, kind of out of body or, or fourth dimensional experience that just, you know, uh, beyond the food and the drink and everything it was it was the people you know that made that and again that's kind of what we talk about right like food is just the the medium to get people to sit down and have conversations with right food and beverage is like it's just things we do to open up to each other and create these memories that are cherished yeah throughout like i'm sure i'm going to be talking about your your the food at your wedding but as i'm talking about the food at your wedding i'm going to remember the people that I've met yeah. and I've talked to and be like, how's your brother, Doug? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, now it's, now it's a new journey, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's crazy cause we're wrapping up our, our season. Yeah. Yeah. This so. is the last episode of our, of our, our second season. Yes. Yeah, so we ended with a wedding. Yes. Ended with the wedding. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to think, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm sure as, as many of our listeners have noticed our, our, our very ambitious schedule that we started with when we first tried to do things, which I think was like, we tried to do weekly releases. Wow. That was silly. Uh, I, and I think if you've been observing, we've, we have kind of moved to like a monthly schedule. Yeah. So, um, we will likely take a little bit of a break, um, before we, we start in on season three. Um, but then I think we'll, we'll try and stick to the monthly. How does that feel? Do you, you feel like monthly is good? You think we we'll can see, yeah, that? I think monthly would be the safest. Uh, mm-hmm. obviously I think we're in better situations now mm-hmm. where, bi-weekly will be our goal but mm-hmm. you know we'll also know like we have to get the people that we want to interview and yeah. get the content and for you know be able to develop great content for everyone so yeah that does take time um and we, like life happens we don't like not sure how the winter's gonna go with yeah. this whole variant <laughs> or yeah. vaccines and stuff mm-hmm. so you know it's we're realizing you know, it's good to be ambitious but for our listeners, we are just trying to be strategic with with ourselves and our time. We just want to be putting out stuff that we don't really care about. You know, yeah. we take our time yeah. through editing. So, I mean, Doug, like, do you have any good memories from season two? Like anything that you're like, ah, oh, like this was great. Any wrap ups or? I mean, I I really like talking to 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 Sita from Whole Damn Woman. I think it was it was really nice to kind of get her perspective. It just as you know, both as a, a social justice kind of educator, and then also because she she also has a lot of experience with food and and has you know that's been a passion for her. That's where her like you know original account kind of started was doing food reviews and the fact that she maintains that database and puts all that work into it. I think that was, it was really nice to see someone who was super passionate and, and in many ways is, is trying to do some of the things that we're trying to do in terms of helping people know that there's this good stuff out there that Mm -hmm. um, there's more than just, you know, burgers and, and, and chicken strips. Uh, I, I think that one stood out to me really well. I think part of it is I'm also trying to like, I think my memory for what's in season one versus what's in season yes, two is also a little bit fuzzy. Like, I, I think like the latest episodes, yeah. I don't want to say the latest episodes, yeah. like with like 
Kenya and Hannah. Like yeah. Hannah's like yeah. learning about food history oh, or something that so was good. that was new to me. Yeah. Um, so that kind of was stuck out with me was, you know, mm-hmm. this just the thought process of food history, mm-hmm. but not as far as like, you know, the trade and cuisine impacts, but like measuring, creating recipes in mm-hmm. 18th century. Um, even our, per- I think even our, our personal stories, like our personal episodes, um, you know, we did our challenge yeah, challenges, you know, <laughs> and they're doing uh seasonal drinks Mm -hmm. i i think i really enjoyed talking to kind of the the small business like pop-up yeah artists like talking to to jen and talking to amara that was really nice to kind of get their perspective on that because that that is not an easy thing to do and but you can tell once again you can see and you can hear the passion that they have for it Mm -hmm. and they have something very specific they're trying to do and it it is about like putting that out there in the world or like lisa who like who's been doing the vegan the veggie thumper for years years and she still has that like light that like you know that yeah that drive Mm because Especially even like after COVID, I think the drive from some re- restaurant, like even restaurant owners, oh yeah, has dwindled. Like, is it worth it? Yeah. Do I continue doing this or should I just hang it up? Mm-hmm. Is this lifestyle worth it? But like for her, like I don't know, like she was just continuing to have mm-hmm. that drive, yeah. like literally, like if she was to start it like yesterday. Yeah. I think. Uh- probably the last one that really sticks out to me is, is our conversation with Kenya and her kind of closing. I mean, the question that you'd like to ask about like food memories and that fried eggs at night, you know, mm-hmm. after we record that, I went to her website and I read that, <laughs> that, that, that story. And that just slayed me. That was, you know, that's, that, that's, that's going to stick with me for a long time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, you know, we've, we've got a couple other interview ideas, you know, coming up. Uh, for season three and we're gonna we're gonna try to do them uh i I think what happened this season is we ended up doing a lot of interviewing in like the span of like two months and then we were just stuck in editing hell for a long time (laughs) (laughs) um um, but we're we're probably going to try to pace them out a little bit better Mm -hmm. so that we're not uh some of the people our guests aren't waiting so long for their episode to to come up so yeah um, so we have some ideas. We won't, we won't, we won't tip our hand here, but of course for our audience, uh, if you know anyone that you think, you know, in the, you know, Des Moines or Iowa area, or now in the Chicago, Illinois area that you think, um, you know, we should really talk to, uh, that, that can help people, you know, appreciate and have a greater understanding of mm-hmm. what the food in the Midwest is like. Yeah. So even there. Minneapolis, Minnesota, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, yeah. Um, I think the new thing with like even how we started this this podcast was via Zoom. Yeah. You know, it gives the not only like people the flexibility of time to do these interviews, but also our areas to reach them. Yeah. So, you know, we would love to the reason we do these two locations, like we would love to go experience them. Because mm-hmm. I think that's that's part of it. It's not just like the food they do, but the experience that they create. Um but yeah, so Anywhere in Iowa, Chicago, Chicagoland, please send out any requests or friends that you, a place that you think um, do an amazing work or somewhat very like memorable to you that you're like made an impact in your life. So feel free to share those at uh, We Are Beyond Hungry on our Instagram and Facebook and email us at We Are Beyond Hungry at gmail.com. 
Yeah. Thank you to Bo Brenton for music. You can find him on social at Bo Brenton, B-E-A-U-B-R-E-N-T-O-N. And I want to give a special shout out to Bo Brenton, who's also getting married yes. uh, in October. <laughs> so I'm not sure when this airs. Congrats, Bo. Um, so everyone you know, give him a little shout out. But and and if everyone had the kind of their hearts, you know, please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or however you rate podcasts. And if you're feeling generous as well, give you know, write a sentence or two just to give us a, a, a help. And uh, we'll we'll get working on season three. Um, and as always, thank you for listening. Thank you. See you next season.